The contents of the notebook are for entertainment only. It is not meant to offend or hurt anyone. This podcast contains adult themes, sexual content, strong language, and is only intended for an audience who's ready for the shit! Okay there. Story time! Hello and welcome back to the Notebook Podcast. I'm Amy. And I'm Nana, and this is our 26th episode. Wow. I know. <laughs> we do this every time. I know. Like it's, 26, 25. It's been another week? <laughs> wow. Time moves so fast. But our uh, episode is almost as old as us. Ew. I know. Yeah, that's weird. We're almost middle-aged. We're, uh, oh my god, yeah, you're We're right. closer to 30 than tw- to knit. <laughs> 20s. I don't want to think about that. Too bad. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Um, so I, I wanted to start off with a comment from one of my friends. Okay. Um, it's, okay, it's about the story that we shared on episode 20. No, 20, 23. Three, 23. Yes, 23. Right. Where the guy threw the poo out the window. <laughs> Because the, the toilet, yeah, because the toilet didn't work. Yeah. Um, so my friend Amanda, she's like a big fan of ours, and she listens to all our episodes. Love you, you're awesome. Hi. Um, so she said, it this kind of thing kind of happened to her once, but it was with a tampon, what? yeah. And so the toilet wouldn't flush, and she she thinks that she took the tampon out mm-hmm. and kept it in her purse until she could throw it out. Okay, <laughs> it was like at her now husband's mom's house oh my god and it was like her worst that is so gross right (laughs) but i think i would do the same because then she was saying the same thing like if you ask someone for help then they would come in and what if they just barge in without being and they're just like oh let me just be helpful but then i don't think i don't know maybe like i don't know because i if somebody at my house was having issue in the toilet i wouldn't barge in because obviously it's private and like I don't know. I just think that some, especially like parents and stuff, they're more oblivious. Like if if it was like a child. Okay. So he was like a teenager, right? Right. Dating his teenage girlfriend. Right. And then the mom would have been like, oh, let me do this. You're like a child kind of thing. Interesting. And there's this big fucking turd in the toilet. Yeah. Even if like you had a problem in my toilet or something, I'd be like, yo, you deal without yourself. Yeah, I'm not going right. In there. Okay, but if we're like friends, that makes more sense. Like, I would just ask you for help. Right. But if it was with, yeah, like my boyfriend's mom's house, God no. Like, there's no Interesting. way. Interesting. Yeah. Well, so. Amanda, I don't think I can look at you the same way. <laughs> so she cool. She cool. Yeah. Um, and I, then I also had a comment from a friend. Yeah. Um, I forget which episode it was. It was when I shared the story about how Lehman had to bring a plunger on the way to pick me up for our date. Yeah. Uh, my friend texted me, my friend Ivan. Hi, yeah. Ivan. Hi, Ivan. He sent me a text and uh, without any like opening or anything, he just said, if you are ever without a toilet plunger, find some type of jar or cup, fill it up with hot water and keep dumping the water into the toilet forcefully. Water pressure works just as well as a plunger. <laughs> oh my God, that's so funny. Really? So hot water? I I don't, I mean, I guess we can give it a try. That's a really good tip. Right? I like this. Yeah, he's, he's the smart boy. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so funny. Okay, if anyone tries that, or that paper folded in between butt cheeks for the fart thing. Wow. Our podcast is very useful. It is. We share a lot of great life hacks. How to, life hacks? Yeah. Silence your fart. <laughs> how to unclog a toilet without a plunger. Yeah. And how to save tampons from your boyfriend's mom's house, apparently. <laughs> I think that's valid. 
<laughs> Anyways, what's new with you? Uh, nothing much. I am uh, just oh, 10 days, I think. 11 days away from my trip to Asia. Oh my god, uh, that's so, so exciting. Excited. Did you start packing or are you a last minute packer? I'm going to start packing two days before the trip. That's usually okay. my MO, but I have planned out a few outfits mm-hmm. just because there are a couple places that we're going to go that I need to plan. For example, a wedding. Oh, and okay. Disney scene. And we're going to Disney Sea. I'm so excited. Really? Yeah. Oh my god. Wait, where is that? In, in Tokyo. Oh yeah. It's like the number one rated Dis- Disney theme parks in the world. No way. In Tokyo? In Tokyo. Yeah, Japan does everything so well. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm not like a huge, huge Disney buff, but a lot of my friends are and they're and they've been to Disney Sea and Disneyland around the world and mm-hmm. they're like Disney Sea is something that you have to go see. Interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I went to Disney World and Disneyland and they were both like yeah, I've been to the one in Orlando and it was fun, it's but Disney it wasn't World, yeah. like amazing. But apparently, right. this one is interesting. So I'm. You'll have to send us pictures while you're gone. Yes, I'm gonna be manning the podcast, guys. Yeah, but <laughs> but you'll still hear my voice. Yes. I'll still be tickling your ears. Okay, that's why we're excited that you're going away. <laughs> but I'll still be here. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you get like chills from hearing something cringy that's what do you mean (laughs) (laughs) oh god what's Um, new with you okay so this week all right okay so first let me preface this story okay i'm scared all right so when kevin and i moved in Mm -hmm. um we have this bathroom and there's white tiles in the bathroom right so you see you know my hair obviously a lot of my hair these like squiggly pubes. Oh, okay. And God. so remember I've been complaining about this. I'm like, oh, Kevin leaves his white pubes all over or his black. like black pubes right. all over the place. Right. Um, and you know, I never really brought it up. I'm kind of like passive aggressive. So like I'll just clean it up mm-hmm. and he'll just clean it up, whatever. Right. But like sometimes I do actually bring it up, but he just kind of laughs it off. Mm-hmm. And then this weekend we went to the cottage. And he was holding Charlie. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, petting Charlie. And then he, like, he was, like, Amy. I was, like, what? He's, like, you know those little black hairs in the washroom? I'm, like, yeah, your pubes. And he's, like, they're not my pubes. I thought they were your pubes. I'm, like, where where were those pubes coming from off of me? Because <laughs> I don't have hairs like that. Like, there yeah. are no long hairs like that. And then You, you can't identify your own. Like, yeah, 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 right? Yeah. And he's, like. Well, they're not mine. I'm like, uh, it could be like your chest hair, yeah. like your leg hairs, yeah, your pubic hair. Yeah, he's just like weird Asian chest hair. Uh-huh. <laughs> but then he was like, I think I know where they're from. And I'm like, where are they? He's like, look at this hair. And it was Charlie's. Charlie has these little black hairs that are scraggly like an Asian pube. <laughs> And so this whole time, we both thought it was each other's pubes, but it was Charlie. Charlie has Asian pubes? Yes. <laughs> I'll have to show you a picture. I took a picture of it. Oh and it's like, that, man. it's just like a thick, like, it's like, Ew, don't just draw long. Me a picture. Ew. <laughs> it's just long enough to be a pube, but like too short to, I don't know. I'll show you a picture. But anyways, that was like a mystery that we were trying to solve. And yeah, it was interesting that we both thought it was each other's pubes, but it really was Charlie. So I, I didn't know if I needed to know that, but yeah, that's great. How- it was just like it was crazy. We were both so mind blown. We talked about it for like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Our lives are going great. Lots of things happening, but pubes. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you for coming to my house with <laughs> Philly cheesesteaks and story about a puke. You're welcome. Thank you. I'll show you pictures later. Too. Oh, I don't want to see. <laughs> you're, you're Are you going to post this on our social? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I have to, I had to share it with Our someone. Instagram is going to be blocked oh, and yeah. record it because of you. There's just a dog here. What are you going to, I'm scared. <laughs> I'm scared for you guys. Okay. Shall we move on to the stories? But it's okay. I'll protect you. Okay, well, that's I think on. everyone just left. <laughs> I think everyone turned off there. Mom? <laughs> Mom, are you still there? Are you still Mama there? Ren? <laughs> okay, let's move on to the story. Okay. The first story of this week comes from username MaddieRay113. Um, I guess her name is Maddie. I mean, I told her that I'll give her a fake name, but it's in her username, so... Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is she okay with that? Not, uh, We'll see. Um, Her name is Maddie. (laughs) And Maddie says, I went to high school in a very LDS slash Mormon area. What does that mean? Uh, Well, Mormon would know LDS. I Googled this because I didn't know either. It stands for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yep. Yep. So that's what it is. Um, She grew up in an area where, like, there's a lot of them. So 95% of her school population are either from an LDS community or they're Mormon. Okay. Okay, So that's the background. Um, And she says it's safer to assume that people are Mormon in some capacity than they're not. So when you approach them and talk to them that you have to basically keep that in mind. Anyway, so uh, Maddie knew a guy through some mutual friends and they had a class together. Uh, They never really hung out, but they knew of each other. And they kind of flirted back and forth a little bit whenever they, they talked, but it was never serious and like never, nothing ever really happened. Okay. So um, she also heard that he had a girlfriend, so they never really a- approached anything. However, I was also under the impression that he was not actively Mormon based on our interactions and the stories that I've heard from him and about him. So I would be lying, she says, if I wasn't attracted to him, especially because at this point I had developed a rule against seeing LDS and Mormon guys and like he was an exception. So she had a natural attraction towards him. Yes. So fast forward to late in the summer following graduation, he and I reconnected at a going away party for a friend leaving on a church mission, of course. Um, We chatted for a little while and afterwards he texted me. We flirted back and forth for a couple days with the conversation getting increasingly sexual. So kind of confirms her belief that he is not Mormon. He soon asked me to go out with him and I agreed. So the day of the date, he picks me up, and it's not quite sunset yet, but still pretty bright outside. So um, I assumed, based on our conversation, that we would go get food or maybe see a movie together as he worked at the local theater. But nope. This boy drives straight to a quiet parking lot near my house, (laughs) which was like near a church, at a church parking lot, ironically. And we parked there to screw around. I was surprised, and but I wasn't mad because I had a thing for him, so right. I was okay with this. We had a good time together for the better pa- part of an hour. They didn't really have sex. They just fooled around. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, we sat together in his car, and I was thinking what a nice time it was, and I really liked being with him. Um, I had my head on his shoulder for a while, just l- relaxing and talking, and eventually I turned my face to look at his. He wouldn't make 
eye contact with me, which I thought was really weird. So I'm like, okay, are you okay? What's up? And then that's when I realized that he was crying. What? Yep. So oh, uh, Maddie was like, I was so shocked. I really wasn't sure what to say. I tried to get him to talk to me, but to no avail. Finally, he said something along the sides of like, I can't do this. And he pulls out of the parking lot and drops me off at my house and just drove off in silence. Didn't say anything. Um, what the heck? That's yeah, so weird. yeah. So she tried to say goodbye and like hope that he was okay and stuff, but he didn't say anything. So she went back inside the house, sent him a text later saying that there's no heart feeling on her end, and she wished him well and assumed that like this is not go- gonna go anywhere because yeah. of the way it ended, and he never replied. So for over two years now, um. She's just basically told herself that maybe he had another girlfriend and he felt bad cheating on her, whatever. And that's the theory that she believed and didn't really think about him much afterwards. Cause I mean, she's out of universe, she's out of high school and university. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. she's meeting other people until last week. Maddie says <laughs> he sent me a friend request on Facebook. And I realized through his profile that not only is he Mormon, he was currently serving a mission for the church across country. I was super surprised because as I said, I didn't think that he was religious at all. And based on all the things I've talked about and have done, she didn't think that this was who he was. Now, as you probably know, the church is very conservative and preaches to its members that anything that counts as passionate kissing or beyond is sinful until marriage. Yikes. Yep. And I immediately felt awful for some of the things that we had done together and realized that this was most likely the reason for him to be so upset that day. Next thing I know, he sent me a Facebook message. And by the way, missionaries are not really supposed to send messages to people um but he did anyway so he sent a long message apologizing for what had happened between the two of them and explained that he had been very nervous at the time he also apologized for never replying or speaking to me for over the past over two years i thought it was sweet of him at first to reach out and uh, apologize. And I, in response, also apologized for the potential difficult situation I put him in. All was well, and I honestly felt pretty happy that it was cleared up, even though it hadn't exactly been like eating at me. So she didn't really think about it much, but right. it was a good thing, right? Yeah. To For clarity and closure and all that. For sure, yeah. However, next thing I know, he's saying that Everything had happened between us was incredible and that I am just perfect and that he can't believe he didn't try to go further. He said his only regret was not... He's still like, yep. on his mission. Yep, he's still on his mission. He said his only regret was not taking me home and getting me naked. I asked him <laughs> if he was still on his mission and he confirmed that he was. And then I commented that in that case, we probably shouldn't be talking about this or really at all. He didn't reply, but then two days later, he asked me for a really weird favor, as he quote, quotes it, and he claimed that he was, <laughs> that he has blue balls and needed my help. Oh my god. So essentially, this guy... Asked for nudes? Yep, was asking for nudes <laughs> on his mission for, for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Wow. Yep. And of course, Maddie never replied, and that was... The end of that story. 
this guy's really conflicted. Mm-hmm. Like, he cried. Yeah. Two years later. Yeah. When he's on a mission. Yeah. Of all, like, like within the two years, maybe yeah. if he had messaged her, maybe something would have came out of it. Or but, maybe even like a week after the yeah. Oh, two years later, while he was on his mission, he's very confused. He is. So maybe he was forced into from his parents or something, right? Potentially. So, but I mean, if you're gonna be on this mission, you should just commit to it. No, I mean, there's many things yeah, there's that's of, off. Yeah. But yeah, yikes, well, yikes. thanks for sharing the story with us, Dark Maddie. Right, one, one, three. Maddie. Yeah, so, yeah. Good yeah. thinking on not replying. And I, I, I left her a message. Um, I said that like because she felt bad for putting him, quote unquote, in this situation. But I don't think it's her fault at all because he didn't express that he wasn't feeling uncomfortable or anything like that. He, she didn't even know that he was religious to begin with. Right. And he had a part in this. As much as she did, so course, yeah. yeah, she didn't really force him to do anything. So well, he was the one that brought her to the empty parking lot. Parking lot. Yeah, place. exactly. So I don't yeah. think you and need you to don't feel go bad. There to fucking like read books. Why not? I wonder. <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your story. <laughs> okay, and my first story comes from the internet as well, mm-hmm. and it comes from my username. Everything isn't fine. I love that so much. <laughs> I, be my username. I already know that this is going to be a good story. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, well, she goes. Mm. So, we all know how Tinder works by now. Well, mm. about two years ago, I matched with a fairly attractive guy. We chatted for a bit, and one thing that stood out was that he told me he was a nudist. Ooh-hoo! <laughs> I'm a half-nudist myself. I think we all are when we get home. Like, yeah. Just hands off, mm-hmm. shirt off, bra yep. off. Yep. Okay. First thing, literally. <clears throat> So I told him I'm a pretty open person and thought that was not a big deal. I ended up inviting him over to my one-bedroom apartment, and it was about 4 p.m. in the afternoon. Okay. Don't know why I invited him over in the middle of the day. I wasn't even really in the mood for anything sexual. I just really wanted to see where things went. Mm-hmm. Anyways, he came over, I invited him in, and we chatted a bit more, and then I said I was going to make a cup of coffee. Right. So I walked into the kitchen, out of sight, and we both continued to talk from the other room. As I walked back into the dining room, I nearly dropped the cup of coffee that I was carrying out. You can probably guess what happened. Oh, God. There he was, this nudist, stark fucking naked, standing (laughs) in my living room. Broad daylight, windows open. I didn't even know how to react or what to say, and he sensed my hesitation. (laughs) He apologized, saying that he thought he got the point across that he was a nudist, and I couldn't help but laugh, either from nervousness or just because I walked into a room to find a stranger butt-ass naked. (laughs) Okay, this gets a little descriptive. All right, guys. His flaccid penis was almost covered by a huge bush as dark as his hair. It was all I could look at. I've never seen a bush that big on a man that wasn't a 70s porno. Ew, God. (laughs) To break the silence, he picked up the conversation where it left off. Now I'm in the dining room having coffee before 5 p.m. with a nudist, wondering why I allow myself to get into these kinds of situations. Wait, she just let him be naked on her couch? Yeah, basically everything isn't fine. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyways, so the conversation was kind of dull as I was mostly in my own thoughts, like thinking about, okay, can you fucking imagine? I can't. But also you invited a nudist over. What do you expect? You didn't tell him to put clothes on. and He He had clothes on. He just took them off. You're right. But like she didn't ask him to put it it back back on. on. And his bare ass print is now on your couch. Yeah, I hope true. he 
didn't take oh a shit. Oh my god, yeah, because... Yeah, but... Gross. asshole is still... Anyways. Uh, then, he pulled out the mother of all questions. Oh god. Do you want a back massage? What? <laughs> That's not what I thought she was going to say at all. <laughs> so she goes, now I'm a goddamn sucker for a back massage. I always have been. However, this was going to be the only time that a back massage had cons. Oh, God. So he's going to be... How is he going to massage her? Will he have to sit on her, do you think? I... <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. So anyways, we go about five feet over to where my bedroom is. I lay on my stomach and lift my shirt up to my neck, only exposing my back. Okay, so he is going to, like, straddle her. Oh, God. balls on her. Oh god, those naked balls. So she says, I was still surprised when the dude jumped up and straddled me. I froze wondering if I would feel his hairy balls touching my skin. Ew, ew. Oh, for me. <laughs> once he started the back massage, I let everything in my mind go. I slipped into the moment as one would when someone, something feels awesome, and he had pretty damn good hands. Fast forward half an hour later, he gets up. My mind right now jumps back to what the fuck is going to happen next. I'm not horny. I don't really want to sleep with this dude, and I have nowhere else to go. So he asks, is it my turn? Oh, God. And so I was like, okay, give me a minute. I ran into the kitchen. I'm telling myself that I do not want to give this naked man a massage in return. <laughs> what if he gets aroused? What happens after his massage? Right. I don't want it to lead anywhere else. And to be honest, I didn't want to keep looking at his flaccid dick the whole time either. Uh. So I'm in the kitchen trying to think of any excuse I could come up with just to get out of there. So I grab a slab of meat that's been in the freezer for a few weeks, and I run back into my bedroom. I hold the meat up and tell the naked man that I forgot I had to go to a barbecue, and I'm the one that was supposed to bring the meat, of course. (gasps) Smart. So he says, okay, and then begins to get dressed. I leave the meat on the table and start grabbing paper plates and utensils like I'm actually going to a barbecue. Um, he's finally done getting dressed, and I rush him out the front door and run to the window to sneakily, like, watch him leave. Yeah. He doesn't leave. Oh. For at least five minutes, he's just sitting there in his car, and I can't tell if he's looking at his phone, wondering why his plans didn't work. Either way, he was taking way too long to pull off the street. So without thinking, I grab the meat and paper plates and ran out to my car. I waved at him as I threw the shit in the back seat and he sheepishly waved back. And as I drive away, I decided to drive to my friend's house a block away and they opened the door to me holding a slab of meat and I asked through tears if they wanted to grill out because I just had someone pull the naked man move on. Oh my god, that's so funny. I can't believe that. That is so funny. I love so many aspects of the story. Yeah. Like, I just imagine her in her kitchen, trying to find anything to make an excuse out of it. Yeah. Just like, will this, this work? Is no, will this work? Oh, fuck. But, like, okay, so my thing is, okay, he's a nudist, great. Yeah. But he also knows, like, rules, right? So on your first date, I feel like you got to go slow with it. Like, you can't do full naked man. Maybe, right. like, take off your shirt, right? Did she know that he was nudist before the yeah, date? Yeah, she did. She did. She knew he was a nudist. But mm. I don't know if they discuss to what extent of a nudist. Probably he was. not. It seems like because because if I invited okay because I'm okay if they're and maybe if I got comfortable enough right then I'm okay with him being naked everywhere. But it's like your first date. Yes, but I also feel like now people joke around with being nudist. Like I say, oh, I'm a nudist, but like right. I'm not actually a hundred percent. Yeah, mm, like how point. how nude he really was. <laughs> Okay, to all the nudists listening here, okay? Make sure you 
define how much of a nudist you right. are. Like full nudist, casual nudist. Or like third date nudist. Yeah, yeah. Not third first date, date nudist. Because <laughs> yeah. that's a little... It reminds me of that Friends episode. Oh my god, yeah. Really? You too? Yeah, yeah. When they were moving into the apartment and then Joey yeah. Triviani comes over and just strips naked in yeah. front of Monica. Actually, yeah. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh. But yeah. Anyways, thank you for sharing everything as I'm fine. Thank you. And good thinking. I mean, you, you're you a fast thinker of yeah. the barbecue. <laughs> All right. So my next story also comes from the internet and is shared by a user named Men Covered in Bees. So also everything is not fine. <laughs> um, let's make name him D- Dave. I, okay. Sure. <laughs> so Dave says, currently I am 31 years old and I am three and a half years into a caring, loving relationship with the person that I eventually hope to marry. However, prior to that, I've been the subject and cause of many, 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 many bad dates. And here is one of them. Great start. I like that he um, is admitting that he... Is the cause. Yeah. Yeah, because in the story, he is definitely a cause. thinks that they're the victim, but... Yeah. It's nice of him. Yeah. Okay, go. I mean, this one is clearly his fault. Oh, it so, is. Okay. yeah. Okay, cool. So, here's a little background, a little dark background. In 2012, I was quote unquote living in the city. The quotes are used to indicate how exactly I was living. I was living off my savings, had no job, deep in mental illness, almost always high, and making a bedroom pop for mostly my own years. So, that's how he spent his day making music and getting high and just not really in society, a part of society. I know so many people like that. Yep, we've all been there. Um, Dave says, I was finally getting over a bad breakup that was, in retrospect, entirely my fault. So I spent a fair amount of time on, on OkCupid. Around the time of this date, I was also smoking a fair amount of PCP, so angel dust. What's that? Angel dust? I don't know. I don't do oh, drugs. Okay. It's a drug. It's a drug. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, I know that um, stating I regularly use a drug like Andrew does is kind of like briefly mentioning that I used to fuck deer. So, I won't dig myself a deeper hole by trying to justify it. Just know I was into Andrew dust all the time. And one side effect of consisting drug abuse is faulty memory. So I decided to blaze up at the reasonable hour of 11 a.m. on a Saturday. Okay. And about a half an hour in, I got a text from a name that I didn't immediately recognize. Um, and the text was asking if we were still on for brunch. <laughs> um, so obviously he was a little bit shocked, but at the same time, Probably not surprised that he made plans and forgot about it. Right. So this poor, poor girl, Dave says, let's call her Rosa, um, had indeed made plans with me earlier in the week on OkCupid. And I, as a man of my word, entirely intended to carry them through. So I figured that I had about an hour before I could come down and maybe I'll calm down enough to communicate with another person. So So I gave her the name of a brunch spot that I frequently visited. And I wish I could give you a more thrilled account of the date itself. And to be honest, I was secretly hoping to find a post here by Rosa on this <laughs> thread to fill me in, but I didn't. Um, at the time, my greatest hope is that she merely thought I was high. My eyes were probably a dark red at the point. And he writes in quotes, red eye is also a street name for PCP and your dust. So go figure. Interesting. Yeah. 
um, I probably came off as super aloof and asked very few questions for obvious reasons. I'm normally extremely dry, so I wouldn't be surprised if my usual twinkle of just kidding wasn't coming through. So he was very much aware of how miserable of a company he was. Um, He says, the previous day I made an origami stegosaurus that I was very proud of. And he writes, it was called the Haiku Dragon. The Haiku Dragon. He's really a dinosaur, but with big dreams, man. (laughs) Um, So for some reason, I decided to bring it to the date. And I brought it out as soon as we sat down. And she was rightfully confused. Can you imagine? (laughs) Sitting down at this date with a guy. And the first thing he does is pull out an origami of a dinosaur. so funny um dave says all i can really remember about her side of the conversation was that she had a best friend with the same name as me so she talked about him a lot had it not been the one on a powerful hallucination trip she might have been the one to tank the date but this one was my fault at the end of the day, even through the haze, I could tell that she was extremely annoyed with me. Duh. So the hope was to part ways as soon as we left the restaurant. Unfortunately, my apartment and her subway stop were in the same direction. So after we ate, um, we had to still walk the same no. direction. Yep. And uh, I wasn't that far past the haze to really acknowledge the venom that she was spitting. So she wasn't being very kind to him okay. on the way back either. So I guess you shouldn't feel too bad for this girl. <laughs> um, uh, my apartment was just a few miles away, but I was invigorated enough to skip the bus and walk back. For some reason, we never spoke again. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. I wonder why. And Dave says, Rosa, if you're reading this, I'm sorry for the bad date. And to the group, thank you for existing. And I hope this story taught a valuable lesson about appreciating your high dates, dumb origami. <laughs> this kind of reminds me of that one story my friend shared where the guy came with sunglasses. Yes. And then he was just like, not talking. <laughs> Maybe that's Rosa. Yeah. Was that Rosa? Her name's not Rosa, so but maybe he made a fake name. Yeah, that's a fake name. Rosa is a fake name. Oh, is it? Yes. But he but that was in the evening when they went. But did he bring an origami of a dinosaur? I don't think so, no. He just really didn't talk at all. That would have been so oh my god. That would have been amazing. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing your story and I'm happy that you found true love and is now happy and hopefully healthy and not... I hope she appreciates your origami yes. dragon. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, it'll be so cute if he proposes because he says that he plans to marry this oh, girl. Yeah. He proposes and puts a ring in an origami, you know, and then just... Take hints. Yes. Hints. <laughs> thank you for sharing your story. Okay, so this is my second story, mm-hmm. um, and it's written by someone named Do It Again. Don't do it. I don't know if he wants to do this again. Oh. <laughs> oh. Let's name him Bobby. Sure. Okay. So Bobby is 29, mm-hmm. and he's a police officer in California, mm-hmm. and he's fairly. he says he's fairly attractive, very athletic, and in great shape, so he's pretty Are, confident. He yeah. called himself fairly attractive? <laughs> yes, cool. and he explains it's because he gets hit on all the time mm. by women of all ages, and hmm. sometimes men, hmm. while he's at work as a police officer. Yes, okay. okay. So I guess, like, 
The so, uniform helps. Yes, it does. <laughs> so about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. he was at work and went to a woman's house to take a phone scam report. So he was kind of explaining how, like, there's, like, interesting parts of the police force, but right. then there's also these boring aspects, which is, like, the phone scam. Right. And these are actually fairly common, mm-hmm. and they don't take a lot of effort on his part, so he's fine with it. Yeah. The woman was in her mid-40s, blonde, green eyes, out of shape, but fairly cute. Okay. She was really nice and a little flirty with him, so he sat down next to her on the couch. Whoa. And then he started to listen to her issues, but he has to because he's a cop. Right. He has to right. <laughs> True. Right, right, right. <laughs> I have to get my mind out of the gutter. <laughs> Whoa. No, we're just sitting beside each other. <laughs> Insert porno music here. <laughs> with a cop. Right. <laughs> anyway, so he's taking down her info. And then he starts to get an erection. Oh, no. Oh. And then he was like, I'm, I'm attracted to older woman, and she's pretty cute, but my erection will not go away. And he doesn't know why. They're sitting down, so it was kind of hidden from her. So mm-hmm. like his pants were kind of scrunched up. But then he was trying to think of his skate, escape method. Because right. like, once he gets up, then it's going to... Tent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> He said he was very turned on by this woman for some reason. Oh, boy. And near the end of the conversation, she says thank you and put her hand on his knee. Oh, no. And this is when he came in his pants. <gasps> Shut up. Hard. Shut up. Like, he let out a slight gasp of air and crunched inwards. Oh, no. <laughs> he was so embarrassed. And he panicked, stood up, asked her if he could use her bathroom. So he's pretty cocky, and he says, I have a fairly large cock, and it was impossible to miss once I stood up, even through my awful wool pants. Okay there, officer. (laughs) Put your weapon away. (laughs) (laughs) So now his crotch was about eye level with her, and she was staring right at it and said, oh. (laughs) Oh. But she had a little smirk on her face. Right. And then she pointed towards the bathroom. Oh so boy. he went into the bathroom and assessed the damage. There was a pool of semen in his underwear. Ew, ew. And with all his equipment on, boots and everything, it was like a matrix, a matrix of clothing to deal with. So he felt like the most appropriate action for some reason was to get rid of the underwear by using his knife to cut it off. What? Yeah. And then he tried to wipe it off as best as he could and stuff them under his vest. Like, his underwear. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) So once he... I guess he panicked. Yeah. But why did you use a knife to cut it off? Why Why did you just take take your pants? Oh, I guess he was saying, like, there's a lot of equipment to take off the pants. Okay. So he couldn't really take off the pants. So he just... Yeah, anyways. So once I gathered... Once he gathered himself, he exited the bathroom, and she was standing by the couch smiling, and he knew that she knew. Of course. Women always know. Yeah, okay, yeah. (laughs) But, like, you're a grown-ass man, 29 years old, and you came in your pants when she touched your knee. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, she must have been very hot. Yeah, I guess so. I guess. Anyways, so he sighed and said something to the extent, Look, I know this is incredibly unprofessional, but I was turned on by you when you touched my knee. I ejaculated. I'm incredibly sorry, and this has never happened to me before. His heart fucking stopped when he told her this and he hoped that she wouldn't be furious and file a complaint all right she just started laughing and said well for being 40 something i guess i've still got it so then they laughed for a few minutes and he ended up awkwardly leaving and hoped that he would never see her again unfortunately he saw her again the next day he ran into her at starbucks oh my god apologized again 
What are the chances that they ran into the into each other again? Yeah. The very next day, is she married? I don't think so. Well, then maybe, like, the, or maybe she was. That's so I don't know. It's so awkward though. And you're 29. I didn't know that you could still have like spontaneous well, ejaculation. You don't know, man. You don't know about this guy. Maybe his dick is so big that it just happened. I don't fucking. I don't, I don't know. Would you come easier if it's smaller? I don't know. What are dicks? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we need someone with a dick to analyze the story. Yes, we need a man. Guys, if you have any comments for this story and uh, if this is even possible for a male at 29, let us know because we'd love to learn. Yeah. Kind of. Actually, I don't know if we want to know that. I don't know, right? No. I'm conflicted. Okay, maybe maybe keep your comments to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, thank you for sharing that. Do it again. Yeah. yeah. Don't do that again. Don't, yeah. <laughs> My last story of this week comes from a username, Ray Lyrics. We'll call her Rena. How about that? Um, So Rena writes, a little background. I am a 33-year-old single mom from a small town. (laughs) Small town. Goddamn. (laughs) From a small town in Kentucky. I moved to Atlanta to find out if the big city was for me. So after getting settled into my new place with my daughters, I decided to try my hand at online dating in the big city. I had great conversations with a man, and we'll call him Jim. Okay, so Jim is a 45-year-old handsome truck driver. Mm. He drove daily routes from Atlanta to the port in Savannah, and he asked me for drinks, and I said yes, of course. So I Ubered to the place on the day of the date, and uh, we had an awesome night together. We went, we talked a lot, went for more drinks after the, the initial um, place, and then each date was more extravagant than the last. So it was going great. Mm-hmm. And at this point, we're about four dates in. Jim invites me back to his place after dinner at Atlanta Fish Market. It was pricey for me, but maybe not for you all. But again, I'm a single mother. We walked in, and his condo is very lavish. Um, I excused myself to the bathroom after a little while to freshen up. And when I came out of the bathroom, I came out to see Jim snorting lines of cocaine off the coffee table. What the fuck? So I cleared my throat and asked, Oh, what the fuck are you doing? And Jim replies, Oh, I'm just testing out the product I picked up today. What? And Rena's like, product? And Jim's like, you really thought that I could afford my lifestyle as a truck driver? And Rena's like, oh, wait, are you a truck dealer? <laughs> <laughs> and Jim's like, don't be a prude. I can take care of you and the girls. Living here isn't like living in Kentucky. Shit, are, shit is expensive. Okay, wait, wait, wait. This is on the first date. No, this is a couple dates in. Oh, it's a couple dates in. Four okay. dates in. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. okay. So fifth date, this is when okay, but that's she still finds messed out. Up. Yep. There was no like indication that this was happening. he yeah. was. Yeah. And yeah. Anyway, so uh, Rena's like, um, I can take care of myself and my girls just fine. And Jim says, come on, you want to try some? And Rena says, no, I'm good. So at this point, I obviously wanted to get out of there. So I called an Uber and got the hell out of there. Afterwards, Jim attempted to contact me over the next several weeks. He tried to lure me back to his place with promises to pay my rent. 
He even went as far as sending me money on Cash App. And I am so glad that I've never brought him to my place so he doesn't know where I live so he can't stalk me. Holy crap. Well, this kind of goes back to that conversation we were having about... I know there's a lot of people out there who would be really open to this because he could literally just buy their life or take care of exactly everything. Exactly. And especially for um, a, a small town single mother mm-hmm. who has so much responsibility, so much weight on her shoulders, it's really easy to just like give in and yeah, be like, okay, and just take you take it. care yeah. of me. But then you could go down this really scary spiral. Like yeah. you could, if he's dealing, like he's selling drugs. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just weed or anything. Yeah. It's like, cocaine on whatever yeah. whatever else that he's not testing Just that so day. dangerous yeah what yeah the f exactly but it's like it's weird for me that he is not even a little bit apologetic about yeah situation. he just yeah. he thinks it's almost a good thing that he's doing that exactly he's like you think i can afford what i have by driving trucks come on don't be approved like he was also almost mad, mad. that she didn't yeah. believe him or like didn't suspect anything yeah but he i mean like getting defensive about it That's yeah weird. yeah, yeah. Hmm. right but it's really great that Rena was able to just be like, ah, uh, no, this is not for me or my girls because I know from right to wrong. Yeah, yeah. And I'm getting out of here, even though she obviously liked him. There were I wonder f- how she, like he kept it quiet because he seemed pretty proud of it, right? And like, I don't know, because uh, like, yeah, the way he acted there, I would have thought he would have brought that up like earlier on. Yeah, I wonder if she wondered about how he afforded his lifestyle by being a truck, truck driver. Truck drivers make quite a bit of money. They though. do. Yeah. But he obviously lived in like a super fancy right, condo right. and took her to fancy mm. restaurants and stuff. So Yeah. I would have wondered. But at the same time, she was very strong in pulling out so fast. So yeah. good for you. I wonder yeah. if like some people would have been open to it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Men. To each their own. To each their own. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. (laughs) Okay, and this is my last story, and so we have a good story. So I got this off of an article by Claire Hunnam from Mm self.com, and it's the story of Heather Kruger and Chris Dempsey. Nice. So in March 2014, Illinois woman Heather Kruger was suffering from an autoimmune hepatitis disorder. So it basically um, was a disease that attacks her liver. And doctors told her that she would live just a few more months unless she found a liver donor. Mm -hmm. So she was told that she had less than a 50% chance of living more than two months. And it was really traumatic for her. Yeah. So finding an organ donor, especially on such short notice can be incredibly tough oh yeah and about 22 people die every day in the u.s waiting for a transplant and someone else is added to the waiting list every 10 minutes that's so sad yeah so the odds weren't looking really great for kruger but fortunately a complete stranger overheard her story and decided that he would do whatever it took to help her meet chris dempsey a former marine and he was at work in frankfurt illinois when he heard a co-worker discussing kruger's case in the office break room Mm -hmm. so that co-worker was kruger's cousin who explained that kruger would likely pass away if she didn't find a liver donor soon so upon hearing the story dempsey immediately volunteered to undergo tests to find out if he could be a donor match and Mm -hmm. it didn't phase dempsey that he was offering this amazing gift to someone he never met he is an angel. I know, actually. What the actual <laughs> hell? He is, oh, wow. Yeah. So he said, 
I spent four years in the Marine Corps and learned that to never run away from anything. I remember thinking that if I was in that situation, I would want someone to help me or my family. So I just said to myself, hey, if I can help, I'm going to help. So he underwent blood work, a liver biopsy, an MRI, physical and psychological testing. Then then they ended up finding out that he was a donor match. Oh my God. Yeah. So then he ended up giving Kruger a call directly and explained to her that even though he didn't know her, he was prepared to donate part of his liver to her. <gasps> and she was so happy because this was like her second hell? chance of life. Yeah. yeah. So Kruger said, I think about all the what ifs, like the fact that he normally didn't go into that break room for lunch or that my cousin is a seasonal worker who happened to be in there that day or whether someone else would have come forward and would it have been like in time for her Mm -hmm. to actually get it and to survive. Mm -hmm. So Kruger and Chris, they met up before surgery to grab lunch. And Chris said he was immediately blown away when she walked in. He said, I remember thinking about how pretty and beautiful she looked. For a person in her situation, she didn't look sick and had a huge smile on her face and looked very optimistic. Mm -hmm. So they started to spend time together and his motorcycle club actually put on a benefit to raise money for her hospital bills. Wow. Yeah, because that would have been expensive. So in March of 2015, the two underwent transplant surgery and Kruger received... 55% of Dempsey's liver. Whoa. Yeah, that's a lot. Surgery went great, and um, Kruger got a brand new lease on life. Chris wasn't able to work for two months because of this, Mm -hmm. and only really fell back to normal about eight months after the surgery. Damn. Yeah, but the pair had a special bond over their shared experience, and they would take walks together in the hospital, growing even closer during their healing process. And then they began falling in love. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, and Kruger said, he had told me at the beginning of everything, you owe me absolutely nothing for this. We can go our separate ways if that's what you want. And it was kind of like, we do have this special bond, but is this just because I'm sick and I'm feeling this way? And you have to kind of separate that. But after the surgery, I realized it went beyond that. I realized how kind of a person, how special, how selfless and different Chris is. Mm -hmm. Which is so sweet. But it's true. Like, if someone was to donate that much of your liver, like, you almost feel this, almost like a guilt. Like, you owe them something. Right. But it was good that he said, like, you know, you owe me nothing. And then she still felt like she... Yeah, apparently this is why Selena Gomez and her friend that donated her liver to her felt had a fallout. Because Selena Gomez felt guilty 24-7. And she always felt like she owed her friend something. And then she finally couldn't take it anymore and went to rehab and all that crap. And really? they're no longer talking. <gasps> this is according to the tabloids. I mean, oh. I don't know them personally, obviously, but this is just the rumors from the internet. And they have not, not stood out and like confronted this. So I reasons to believe that it's true. But it's understandable. Yeah, like you for feel sure. like you owe your life to somebody, literally. Yeah. Your life to somebody. They gave you a second chance at life. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that that happened. Mm. (laughs) Anyways, so um, the two began dating. And in July 2015, Chris asked Kruger's dad at a family barbecue for permission to marry her. (gasps) So in December, during a trip to Chicago, Chicago, Chris took Heather to lunch, did some Christmas shopping, and proposed to um, Heather after a romantic horse and carriage ride. On October 15th, the couple got married with 300 of their closest friends and family in attendance. And Kruger's vows for Chris were so sweet. She said, you are the most incredible man I have ever known. You believed in me and you make me feel amazing every single day. Because of you, I laugh, smile, and I dare to dream again. We're not crying, you're crying. 
I am. <laughs> Kruger hopes that the couple's beautiful story can help encourage others and raise awareness about the importance of organ donation. She said, I think first of all, it shows everyone when you hear, when all you hear is negativity, that there really are sincere, true, kind people out there. Yeah. I also hope it creates more awareness of organ donation. Obviously, I didn't know anything about it or think about it until I was put in this position, but people should educate themselves about it. If you'd like to become an organ donor, you can register at um, a place called organize.org. So it's organized with a Z. So this is in the States. Right? Yeah. 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 And then best wishes to the happy couple. So if you guys are interested too, Hallmark actually made a story about this called Once Upon a Miracle. So it's like a movie. Mm. It's like one of those cheesy Christmas movies. (laughs) But it's like a very heartwarming movie. Yeah, yeah, it's called Once Upon a Miracle. It's based off of their story. Yeah. That is so sweet. Isn't that crazy? It's amazing. Like, yeah. Chris is something special. I know. He's an angel on earth. He really is. <laughs> do you have a picture of them? I do. I do. Nice. I will post that for you guys. And then it's so sweet. Amazing. And not yeah. like, I would guess maybe 20% of the world population will be like willing to give an organ to, to someone that they never knew yeah. before. Like, he, and he didn't even know who this person was. He called her to, like, yeah, after just, he found out that he was a match. But, like, it was also such a miracle that he decided he wanted to give this, and he was actually a match. Exactly. that's really rare, too, yeah. right? Yeah. Miracles after yeah. miracles, and it's just, wow. You know, everything just, like, really lined up for her. And it was only, like, two months. It was within the two months because that's all she was given. Yeah, I wonder live. if she ever thought about, like, she was lucky that she needed the transplant, and that's how oh, she, she met, met the love him. of her life. <gasps> yeah. Like. That's mm-hmm. just amazing. Faith. That's true too. Right? right? Yeah. If like she never, into... she was never this sick. She would have never met him. That's true. Maybe. Oh. Yeah, that's really sweet. Yeah. Oh. Anyways, I'm really happy for you mm-hmm. too, and I hope you guys have a wonderful life. And you guys share a life together. Yeah. Share a liver and a life together. Yeah. So cute. I know. Thanks, guys. And that's the end of episode 26. Yo. We hope that you guys enjoyed this week's episodes and if, I mean, stories. And if you did, please rate, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts to let us know what you think. Yep. And we also want to hear yours or your friends' horror stories or love stories. So please email them to us at thenotbookpodcast at gmail.com. And uh, if you would like to be anonymous in your stories, just let us know and we will give you a name, Bob. Yeah, and you can <laughs> you can now listen to us on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and we'll be updating it regularly with pictures like of Kruger and Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can find all of this information on our website at thenotbookpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Please also tell your friends and family and colleagues and your neighbors and your neighbor's dog to tune in <laughs> and be our friend, please. Be our friend. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, cool. <laughs> so that's it. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll uh, see you guys next week or yes. talk to you guys next week. We'll be here years again. We'll be here. You're stuck doing that. I'll be here. We're gonna for have zero you. listeners. Is anyone still here? Love you. Are you still listening? <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs>